Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shriekcast. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for and by lapsed fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, what a week we have had of news and adventure and and reading The Fault in Our Stars and watching the damn movie of The Fault in Our Stars. Things are things aren't uh things aren't letting up, are they? No, I'm so relieved to uh be reading Harry Potter though. I have to say that. Uh, yes, we no we are a land uh, a podcast of contrasts and I'm so glad to be jumping back into Harry Potter stuff um after after this, the Fault in Our Stars night- nightmare that I found myself in. <laughs> uh huh. Um, unfortunately, we are sort of leaping back into a nightmare because uh, <laughs> you know we we've been saying how funny it is that like we started this Harry Potter podcast and like didn't really expect the news to keep happening so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but they but the news is happening. Things keep happening around Harry Potter and. The movie's coming out soon, the new movie, Fantastic Beasts 2, uh, Fantastic Boogaloo, and uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp is in that movie. He um, sure is. He sure is, and and that's a whole, a whole thing. Um, but while we were recording our last episode, uh, the news happened and we were not around to report it because uh, Entertainment Weekly released uh, their issue that was like, entirely fantastic beasts and harry potter focused and there's some cool stuff in there um that i will i will save for like future episodes and stuff there's a lot of cool like like trivia and and behind the scenes stuff that's all new and we got some lovely photos of of professor lockhart that's Um, the best part that's the best part of the whole thing um but there but the like the shitty nugget in the middle (laughs) of all this uh is an interview with johnny depp about his role as Grindelwald and 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 we we got to talk about it because one he addresses the stuff capital S and two he just kind of seems a little little uh little unhinged i guess still yeah we get some some info from him about his character or what he thinks of his character honestly i was surprised that there was an interview with him i thought for sure after the rolling stone uh profile went out that he would just be barred from doing interviews um, yes i thought for sure we were just gonna get radio silence so this genuinely surprised me well because like you look at even like the marketing stuff like until the last trailer he was kept pretty under wraps i guess and like none of the posters have him super visible like the one there's one poster that's like the entire ensemble and it's like 30 people and you only notice him like if you really look and then the second like the main poster that just came out is like him with his back to the camera so you can't he's he it felt like they were kind of hiding him a little bit um yeah i mean maybe they realized that was never gonna work yeah yeah they're i guess they're just embracing he's he's the main he's the main villain in what is going to be a series of five films (laughs) so um so yeah, so so he has some answers here. I'm going to start with this one because it's mm-hmm. a very, very funny answer and kind of a silly question on its face, I think. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. He now has, as one of your co-stars referred to, a scary eye, one eye rather different from the other. Does that have a backstory or is that just creepy? Um, it's a character choice, says Johnny Depp. I saw Grindelwald. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's more than A character one. choice, huh? <laughs> 
I saw Grindelwald as more than one, if you know what I mean. I almost felt like he's maybe two people. He's twins in one body, so a gamey eye is more like the other side of him. Sort of like a brain for each eye, an albino twin, and he's somewhere in the middle. Um, the question is very silly to begin with. Uh, his answer is incredible. His answer is like this, like, this seems like a Trump tweet, honestly. This is, this is like, this is like the time when, when, when Trump said that the wall would need to be transparent so people could throw drugs over it without squishing the other guy (laughs) or whatever. Uh Because he heard someone say that like the building process needed to be transparent and he thought that meant literally like, like I could see this as, as a, as a, as a tweet from our lovely president. Like, yeah, you know, outside of the the super gross stuff in this interview. My my favorite part is what Johnny Depp has to say about the character because you just have no clue. Like yeah, like he, what he like what page he's on and if it's different or the same or like how much free. It sounds like he got a lot of freedom with the character, according to him. Um, yeah. So I'm very curious to see how much of that is just his impression of the character. Uh-huh. I would also like to say that I'm pretty sure that um, this answer that he gives is maybe the description of every single character I ever wrote when I was 14. <laughs> like, that, like this is like the, like, oh, she's an angel and she has one eye and that's her evil side. And then her other eye is her good side. <laughs> Wait, I, cool. I want to know this is news to me i want to read some 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 classic liz stories uh, yeah little stories and they were all like illustrated so oh, that's what? good stuff oh, oh yeah. beautiful yeah. Mm-hmm. um i bring up donald trump only because the next answer next question and answer is Based on some things your castmates have said, some fans will make Donald Trump comparisons. Is that fair? Again, I think that's kind of an insane question to ask. Like, I'm not coming to Harry Potter, the the movie here to like, to like lean over and be like, that Grindelwald guy, if he, if that hair was orange, <laughs> he might be like a certain president of the United States that you and I both know. Just- <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, we have the tickets secured, so I'm really oh, looking God. forward to a quiet moment where, I'm, where you're going to tell me that. Or maybe better, like the, the person on your other side, you might consider you know, in the theater. I'll go back and forth. Everyone just lean over to your person to your next seatmate. to you yeah. that quiet moment after he makes a speech and be like hey you know what this reminds me of yeah, a certain donald trump president of in the, the United white States. house <laughs> a certain cheeto in chief um <laughs> yeah uh so his answer here is i don't see donald trump comparisons at all to me there's something almost childlike in grindelwald as opposed to donald trump not who, childlike not childlike at all uh his dream is for the wizard world to stand tall and above it's a fascistic element and there's something more dangerous than somebody who is a dreamer or there's sorry there's nothing more dangerous than someone who is a dreamer with a specific vision that's very strong and very dangerous and he can make it happen but no character wakes up and goes i'm going to do the worst things possible today and be evil as hell i do believe grindelwald is an oddly likable character this is a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. 
again, I feel like this kind of understanding of like writing a character is again, like very, what I would expect uh, maybe a 14 year old to write. Uh It's, it's, it's like that phase where you, where you go through and you're like, well, bad people aren't trying to be bad. Right. It's one of those things that's like also not, not always necessarily wrong. It's just a, it's it's like the literary equivalent of when did you what age did you have the what if my red is your blue thing <laughs> or like you know like what if, yeah, what if we no, don't see the bad. same colors right um, uh, it's so... like it's not necessarily wrong it's just like obvious i guess kind of a given that like of course like like that's that's not really the point of of a villain really like i don't know that's that's Pro- just a really funny probably not harry Potter. like that's probably not the place harry potter is not the place for this like weird fascist villain to be characterized yeah. this way it's yeah. kind of my yeah. my feeling about it i'm excited for uh, us getting to his descript is this is this the interview where he talks about the his like physical look for grindelwald uh you mean the one in the skype call or whatever yeah we'll get there um yeah he actually maybe it's not the one where he he this is the one where he says this incredible thing which is uh my favorite answer he has here to the question what initially drew you to playing gellert grindelwald i found the character fascinating and complex my instinct reaction is he was like a human version of finnegan's wake james joyce's novel begins and ends in the middle of a sentence you come in mid-thought and then it's a very confusing ride you know what, what book also ends mid-sentence. Oh, shit. An Imperial Affliction by Gellert Grindelwald. <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh, man. That's a deep cut right there. Um, I don't even know where to go after that. Yeah, it's just you just got to reflect on that one a little bit. Like, damn, you're right. It is like Finnegan's Wake. He is a human version of Finnegan's Wake. Um, yeah, Finnegan's I Wake... Think- I when think I have to read it. some Finnegan's Wake reviews on Goodreads to understand that one. <laughs> this one uh, Johnny Depp, big fan. He gave it five stars on Goodreads. Great. Um, but here's the meat here. Here's the important part of this interview, and this is why it's gross and sucks. <sighs> Entertainment Weekly. Another controversy surrounded your participation in the film. The director, studio, and Rowling issued statements of support. What was that like for you? And is there anything you'd like to say to fans on the fence about seeing the film? I don't think like you could not ask this in a more softball way. Yeah. Like, is there anything you'd like to say to the fans? Hey there, Mr. Depp. Uh, uh, (laughs) Is there anything you'd like to say to all the fans out there in radio land about, about you hitting your wife on video? Uh, Just, just something for the listeners out there. Um, his his answer is i'll be honest with you i felt bad for jk having to field all those various feelings from people out there i felt bad that she had to take that but ultimately there was real controversy the fact remains i was falsely accused which is why i'm suing the sun (laughs) newspaper for defamation for repeating false accusations jk has seen the evidence and therefore knows i was falsely accused and that's why she has publicly supported me she doesn't take things lightly. She would not stand up if she didn't know the truth. So that's really it. This is so scummy and also just nuts. Yeah. This is so weird. Like, what is the what is the magic 
evidence that only J.K. Rowling has seen. What could it possibly and why? be? Why? Yeah. yeah, this seems just like completely out of left field. Um, and I just think it it deepens the mystery, not of the evidence, because I think it's bullshit. Um, but just like, why is he in this movie? Yeah, can let's let's talk about like because you 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 have a theory that I think is probably right on the money here. Yeah, I, I will. This is I'm I, this is my debut of my conspiracy theory here. I uh-huh. feel like I have to preface it by saying it's based in basically nothing. I have no evidence that this is right. true. Right. Uh, this is a a conspiracy theory, but but my uh, the only thing that that makes this make sense to me is I think J.K. Rowling is starstruck and just loves Johnny Depp. I, I think that's all it is to it. I think that it's like a like a long term dream of hers to have Johnny Depp in a Harry Potter movie, and she would not be swayed. Yeah, loves. I him. could totally see that because he was originally not. I don't know if he even auditioned for, but like I think she wanted him to be serious at one point, like mm. for the third movie. Um, I could see that. Uh, and and. I, I could see this being like 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 a big get for her, like a you know feather in, in the cap or or whatever. Big Johnny Depp fan gets gets Johnny Depp in her movie. It's just so weird because, and like this is the wrong way to to think about things. Um, this would still be a gross way to act, but it it does surprise me that like there's nobody at WB who's looking at the reaction to this and going like, just in case we should not have Johnny Depp in this movie, you know. Like that's yeah. like that is the shittiest way to come to that conclusion, but I'm shocked no one has had that conclusion. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I feel like they have have run the numbers and they have decided that it literally doesn't matter, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it is. I mean, I assume that's just kind of how they operate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we 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 paid for tickets, I guess. So we're we're just as stupid as everyone else. But like, well, we're scholars, though. <laughs> that's true. Yes um but yeah like 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 it's it's shocking to me that 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 even from a like base self-serving pr point of view no one at wb has gone like maybe we shouldn't sign on for five movies with this guy uh because it's an unknown and and because if it's not an unknown if they're really like whatever the fuck what what could it be what could it possibly be that that uh that, that jk has seen yeah that I, I feel we like, can't that like I, no one else is allowed to see i feel like the the scummy answer is is just like it is more powerful that there is a mysterious unknown possible evidence that that clears his name just like out there in the yeah. discussion that could potentially exist that really muddies the waters um and that's quite shitty of everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I don't know. I, I think you're right about like just like the this is just like a, a perfect storm of weird stuff where like David Yates and J.K. Rowling probably have enough power to go against whatever WB wants because WB probably doesn't want to there it is probably worth having her on board more than whatever damage 
a Johnny Depp controversy could cause, you know? Right, right. Um, which sucks, and and is and is and is, and is a it, this is a weird way to see this shake out. Um, but like, she probably is that influential, and her contract probably is good enough that they couldn't like get rid of him without losing her, you know? And and the movie franchise as a whole, she writes them, you know, like they gotta keep her around for that. Um, oh yeah. And that's that's just that's just kind of all around kind of a bummer. I'd say. Did this did this interview make you more nervous for the the story of the movie outside of the Johnny Depp shittiness? But I'm like super nervous. Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's making me nervous about the movie. Honestly, <laughs> um, there's the stuff about how how um, relatable and interesting and likable Grindelwald is. Which seems like an insane thing to say about a movie about a guy who's advocating genocide. Right. I guess I'm just I'm really feeling very nervous about the uh, J.K. Rowling's hot take about fascism in the year yeah. 2018 movie. Yeah, it's uh, this is going to this movie is going to have some like Newt Scamander talks some sense to some Antifa wizards who are smashing a Starbucks window or something. He's like, I but hang on a second. What what does that accomplish? You need to get out there and, and vote against Grindelwald. <laughs> um, you know the the, the win- smashing the window that's not going to accomplish anything uh but but in you know the midterms are coming up and and you know if everyone you know if everyone gets out, gets out there uh we could we could vote grindelwald and his and his cronies out of office um so how about that then like like that like is that what the movie is going to be you know is, is there going to be like some when we get to the world war ii stuff are they going to like 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 say like you know the french resistance made it worse or something like like what like, like what what are we gonna get what are we getting here i i'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised uh because i i feel like the the looming dread but uh i i'm definitely concerned yeah there, yeah there's some other stuff about the, <laughs> about the movie in general um uh that i'm that i'm very confused about uh that i will i guess i'll hold my tongue on until i've seen the movie um but the evidence God, that that's, have... that's another thing about the movie i'm sorry i have to go on a on a little rant and here, oh yeah here it is oh, yeah everyone seems to know so much about this movie and all the characters you go <laughs> you go to like tina's wiki page on the yeah. on the Harry Potter wiki and it's just like a full biography of stuff and I'm like where is this information coming from obviously I know it you know I'm pretty plugged into like Harry Potter news and stuff but there's just like so much lore discourse I feel like everyone knows everything that happens in the movie already yeah it's why a lot of it is coming from like like set visit stuff interviews and I think also a lot of it came from that video that got deleted um, right where that where the producer david Heyman, just like, i think told told just, the whole like summarizes the entire movie and everything that happened yeah, yeah, like at least the first half of the movie basically he he went through yeah um because that's where some of the nagini stuff came from which uh, honestly i'm shocked that i can't like find the video i kind of assumed that if a video gets posted it's just out there forever i c- the only assumption i can make is that the subreddit was on discussion week and we were not there <laughs> the minute yeah. it was posted i think it might have like not been a youtube video too i think it might have been like some you know website exclusive thing and people no one thought to like archive it or anything oh yeah, yeah I've, that's I've not, doomed I've, I have not been able to to figure out where the hell that video is, but yeah, um, 
a lot of stuff. I will, I will, I will keep a lid on it, I guess, because it's not long until we see the actual movie, and I don't want to like. I don't know. Oh, we'll have plenty to say. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but there's one more thing I would like to talk about this movie. Uh, say about this yeah. movie real quick. Um, so in that EEW article. Sure. Uh, Claudia Kim, the actress playing Nagini, talked a little bit about the filming, and there's just a quote here that I, I would, I would, I'd like to share. That Please. I think is very, very blessed and very stupid. Uh, <laughs> I would act with Ezra, and when we were doing the scene, I would get directions like, "Can you do two percent more snake or five percent more snake?" So that was challenging. Holy shit. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, David Yates just often like like. Oh, well, that's great, Claudia. Can you just give me two percent more snake? That's incredible. I need to start working in uh, some snake into my day to day behavior. Yeah, can you can you, can we can we practice this right now? Can we can we when while you're doing your your chapter uh, discussion thing here, I'm gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna ask you to give me different percentages of snake. And, and that's and, gonna be tough because it's weird you know this is a podcast so i only have my voice yeah yeah it's gonna be gonna be a challenge but 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 shall we move on from from our news to our reading because we got a little bit to cover this week yeah for sure yeah uh i thought you had some some other news for me did i have some other news for you because you told me you had cursed news and and less cursed news oh well that was just that was just the claudia kim talking about snake snake news oh okay my, okay was my second I, thing yeah sorry there's i just nothing, wanted to, I just wanted to make sure Potter, there's nothing big that's not cursed um i mean i do i do have some more news if we want to run down here the puffs play is coming to streaming so we'll be able to cover that since we missed hell it yes that's not um, cursed that's great uh they erected some giant wands in london uh, uh that you can go see i guess um nice. Nice. Um, uh, uh, fuck. There's, there's a lot. Um, yeah, I was just checking in. I wanted to make okay. sure we didn't miss anything, but I, I'm, I'm sure it's all cursed because it is Dark Arts Month. So I should scary. Be surprised. Wait. Oh no, no! Alert! 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 We, 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 we have, we, we do have, <laughs> we do have some important news from fucking Scary Mommy. No! <laughs> Never mind. Chapters. It's chapter time. <laughs> You're gonna want all of these ridiculously magical Harry Potter mugs. It's the same fucking article, but about mugs instead of wine glasses. Are are they the same slogans? No, uh, no. Yes, one of them is. It's a. It's. I don't give a Gryffindor. Is is one of them. Uh, There's another one here though that says "Muggle in the streets, Wizard in the sheets." I'm not really sure. Hmm. What? Yeah, that one Mm. doesn't really. I'm just. uh, I'm just giving a. I know one of our our lovely um, listeners asked us what our um, what our curse word little pun thing for Hurtwood House is. Yeah, I don't know because Hurtwood I is mean, already pretty funny. Yeah, so it, it's tough. I guess you could lean into into wood as a using a euphemism uh, that isn't wood. But yeah. I'm not really, I don't know where to go with that for a phrase. So basically, I think we should take suggestions. Yeah, I, I think we're, yeah, this is a call for reader suggestions for for, for that, I think. Because cause I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, really. 
Um, no, it's a, it's a tough one. Uh, I okay. So I was scrolling through this article just to make sure there wasn't like another hilarious, insane tirade about like drinking wine in front of your relatives. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not, but there is the. This one does include the not today mugglefucker design. So I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we can. Yeah, now, now. So now we've gotten a we got a, a new sandwich there. We got two cursed pieces of bread and one very small piece of blessed snake news. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right into our chapters. I will try to insert as much snake into this. I don't know how much that'll come through um, All right. because this is an audio format. So if you just yeah. like imagine someone acting like a snake while they read i would say that's pretty accurate okay all right uh so i'll jump right in um the first chapter we read this week is chapter 10 and it's mayhem at the ministry um we're right after the the quidditch world cup and and the kids get woken up in the tent just after a few hours of sleep, and they travel back to the burrow on their way to get the port key back home. They see that the Roberts family, the Muggles that were levitated by the Death Eaters, are are okay, um, but a little bit out out of sorts because they got uh, a memory charm, so they didn't remember. They get back to the burrow, and Molly runs out of the house she's so relieved uh, she got the daily profit and it had the had the attack in the paper so she was really worried she hugs fred and george because she had gotten in an argument with them before they left and and the idea being like oh i'm so glad you're okay the last thing i i said to you was was mean or whatever um when they they go in and they kind of look at the paper and and what was said and and it's it's very um not very nice to the ministry and the way they handled it. And this is our first introduction to Rita Skeeter. She's always she's always spinning the news to, to go after, after the Ministry of Magic. Mr. Weasley uh, sees that he is kind of featured in the article as just a ministry wizard that, that gave a statement that, that no one was, was hurt. And he realizes that he needs to go into work and do kind of damage control for all the bad press and a lot of work to be done after the attack. Percy volunteers to go as well, just because he's kind of a busybody. Um, Harry, Ron and Hermione excuse themselves from, from breakfast and, and Harry uh, tells Ron and Hermione about his scar hurting. Cause now he's starting to worry again after seeing the dark mark that, that maybe it really was Voldemort. Hermione is is very worried and kind of gives suggestions about what to do. And Harry is like a little bit annoyed. Um, and he's also worried about not hearing back from Sirius and is worried that he was caught. Ron says, well, he's probably not caught. If he had been, the ministry would be bragging about it by now. Uh, Ron suggests that they go play Quidditch to take Harry's mind off of it. A week goes by. Mr. Weasley and and Percy are pretty much always at work, uh, just doing doing damage control stuff. On the last night before they have to go back to school, we get kind of like a cozy evening scene. It's like raining outside. They're in the burrow. Hermione's reading her book. Fred and George are are probably working on the Weasley's Wizard Wheezes stuff, and it's just kind of a, a whole cozy tableau. Arthur arrives home from work that evening and is complaining more about Rita Skeeter and saying that she's just doing whatever she can, sticking her nose into the ministry's business and trying to find ministry mess-ups. Uh, that's when we get another mention of the disappearance of Bertha Jorkins as another, another mess-up that she might try to report on. 
Hermione gets into another argument that evening with Percy about slavery and it being <laughs> bad. Yeah. And Percy says, actually, Mr. Crouch's elf was bad. So they argue. Harry continues to be worried about Sirius, uh, but uh, then we just have a scene of them packing. I think we we go right into that that scene for, for the next morning. They have to get on the Hogwarts Express, and that's when Ron sees his ugly secondhand dress robes. He kind of gets into an argument with his mom, and and sh- and she says, "You know, I'm sorry, I had to get them secondhand." And and Ron is angry and embarrassed, and he also looks at at his owl. Uh, and says why is everything I own trash and that's the end of the chapter okay there's a lot to cover here but I think the most important thing for me in mm-hmm. in, in this is mm-hmm. um y- you know you you were talking last week about how uh the world building was starting to fall apart a little bit for you with this ministry stuff sure yeah and for me, I was getting that big time because I don't understand what the ministry represents anymore. And I'm not sure what <laughs> the Daily Prophet is supposed to represent now. Because up until now, the Daily Prophet has just been like the normal newspaper, right? Right. But now it's like a tabloid. And it's and and this is so confusing because the... I'm not sure who I'm supposed to be rooting for in this situation because previously up until now, the ministry of magic has sort of been like presented as sort of doddering and stupid. And it felt yeah, very much fudge, like a, fudge kind of being the figurehead of that. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of doddering, stupid, stuffy, you know, kind of a parody of like old, old school British conservatives. I, I it was the vibe I got. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, But now, Thinking about when this book is set, uh, or, or sorry, not when it's set, but when um, J.K. Rowling would have been writing this book, is now Tony Blair is in office, right? And there's a there's a, a like centrist labor government, but like the this is when I mean this has always been a thing, but this is this is starting to get into like the the era we have now of like. British tabloid newspapers are out of fucking control, right? Like they are, mm-hmm. um, they are, uh, I mean, and, and, and like the Daily Mail is like one of the most famous ones, right? Like right. It's, a, it's a hard right tabloid, you know, political uh, tabloid newspaper. And that's what I think that the Daily Prophet is supposed to be parodying now. And like what Rita Skeeter is supposed to be and what, like how we're supposed to view her. But it's very confusing because everything, the only thing that that she does or that we think about her or that we learn about her secondhand that makes her seem bad in this situation is the thing about like, oh, she says we should be stamping out vampires or whatever, which that seems Uh a little nuts. Um, But everything else where she says like lack security and like, you know, disorganized ministry officials and stuff, it's like she's not wrong. And all the stuff about them going like, oh, she's she's just sticking her nose and trying to find government mistakes. It's like, yeah, uh, that's a journalist's job, I, you know, like. And so I'm very confused about this shift from like the government being kind of a goof to something I should care about and support in this series. And that the newspaper is now a tablet. It's just a lot. 
like this is is getting confusing for me these these two things are now representing not the thing they were representing in the previous book yeah um i I think it also is going to get more confused down the road when we get introduced to the quibbler as a publication yes that exists and i think is also supposed to be a tabloid right but in more of i guess the line of like uh what is that what is that tabloid it's not even a tabloid really that uh, the publication that's always like reporting on like vampire kid or like oh weekly world news or something yeah yeah um but then that ends up being the inquirer yeah that ends up being where harry chooses to like speak out or writes like news to get the truth out right because the daily prophet won't do it yeah the daily prophet then shifts again later to being a more serious like like the time like i'm just like thinking in like in context of like british publications right now the it seems like it's supposed to be the daily mail and it's like a trashy right-wing tabloid right um but later it becomes it's clear that it or like for the sake of the story it becomes more respected and it seems more like the times or something where it's like still a right-wing publication but one with like uh you know a, a pedigree or whatever the fuck and 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 class or whatever and it's just confusing because like up until now it's just sort of been like the normal newspaper in this world and it's not really been like a political thing yeah yeah i mean our big the big part that the daily prophet played in the story thus far is where we got news about Sirius black yeah and that seemed and that all seemed i mean like the problem there is like you can't really in, infer much of a political angle to that because everyone was had the wrong idea about Sirius, not just them right like right. they didn't have an agenda with him uh it was just like so this is all very strange. Like, like I don't understand what the function of the government is supposed to be in the story right now, whether I'm supposed to like them, um, you know, like, because quite frankly, it, it, nothing Rita said about like their actions at the, at the world cup is wrong. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think we're supposed to think they are because we're supposed to sympathize with Arthur Weasley. Right. Yeah. I don't even understand why he's so involved. I yeah, get the feeling the that muggle... I get, I get the feeling there are like 10 people that work in the ministry from this story. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also like, uh, because the other thing is that so far, and like, you know, I think this is more us than like, like what the book is trying to get across, but like we, we have sort of nailed Arthur in this book as like, the government guy who thinks the rules don't apply to him thing. And so them, the ministry getting their feet held to the fire or whatever. I'm, I'm kind of here for it, honestly, at this point, like, like right now anyway. Um, it's just very confusing. I don't know what, what function this, this, this part of the story is really supposed to serve other than like general world building stuff but like it's trying to fill in the politics of the world right and it but like because there's no real lines drawn i don't know who's who and and who to support and 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 why yeah i i hopefully hopefully it will get more clear as we go because obviously we'll get scenes with rita skeeter in person interviewing harry for the, mm-hmm. the triwizard tournament um but but yeah the the whole line here is very 
very confusing and I, I am having a hard time understanding the like scope of what's happening with the government. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to think favorably on it. I have a moment in the next chapter, which we'll get to where I also am just like kind of annoyed. It's the, um, because Arthur has to go uh, basically help Mad-Eye Moody get out of legal trouble. Oh, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just a lot of weird, it's, weird it's, stuff yeah, it's that like isn't... If, 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 if the Daily Prophet is supposed to be like this unfair, like, right-wing publication taking down the nice normal government or whatever... Uh, maybe including a part in your story where they agree that they should uh, get this guy off on a technicality so there's not more news about, you know, the ministry happening. I'm not very sympathetic towards that, honestly. Yeah. Um, It's, yeah, it's very strange. I'm... And and Harry's kind of back to being very passive information gatherer guy in this chapter, I would say. Yeah. Which doesn't help because he's our point no. of view character. Yeah, yeah. Harry is not really expressing. Harry is kind of back to Chamber of Secrets. Harry, in terms of like expressing his thoughts on events happening, which hopefully that's just for this chapter and it, and it, and it improves, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't um, know. It, just, it feels like that stuff is being pushed onto other characters to react to, um, because we get the we get the slavery argument between Hermione and Percy, and we just get nothing from Harry again yeah at all and and that that yeah that argument is so annoying too because that feels like the uh, did you get the vibe that you were supposed to feel like harry was the reasonable one trapped between the two extremes or whatever it's centrist season once again huh yeah yeah exactly like Uh, like, he wants dobby to get paid because he wants it but eh. yeah he's not gonna do anything about it um yeah, it's just like like Percy being 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 like, oh, I love slavery, and and Hermione, for some reason, unreasonably, uh, you know, unfavorably portrayed as going like, actually, it's slavery. He's not a servant, like and like 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 really snotty, and it's like, no, she's right. What, like like why why am I supposed to be annoyed by her in this scene? Because like everyone everyone like does their best to just like change the subject to avoid the political conversation, which that part is kind of realistic. Oh yeah. (laughs) But, but like you, you are definitely left with this feeling that like both sides are just as annoying or whatever. Uh, I, I sure think Hermione should order some of those mugs so that next time she's at the borough, she can have her, have her (laughs) glass, her glass of wine and say, I don't give a huffle fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't have this conversation, but can be prepared to to give him what for. Yeah, <laughs> there is some stuff I like here. Um, the I love the clock. Uh, yeah, and I love the um, the conversation between Molly and Fred and George is really funny. Uh, that that was a nice payoff for her being like it's kind of a pain about the weasley's wizard wheezes thing yes that worked pretty well for me i thought that was a sweet moment the like i I, I don't know yeah like now mom what if what if we what if the train explodes and the last thing you said to us was an unfounded accusation i thought that was very funny it was funny and i thought that whole scene was very cute and cozy and like 
it was like raining outside and they were all like Hermione was reading the textbook and uh, Harry was, God, I really just don't want to say the line Harry was polishing his broom, but that's just really in there. <laughs> he sure was. There's a few there's a few lines in this. Is it this chapter or the next chapter that we have to uh, have to get him off or whatever? Oh, that's next one. Oh, good, good, good. Very <laughs> I'll good just, stuff. I'll, I, that's right there in my notes. So I'll just I'll just leave that in and read it word for word. Um, good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, Hermione does get another moment in this chapter. I think we skipped past it a little bit where she's being annoying. And it's, um, it's when Harry is telling them about his scar and she's worried about him and is like thinking they should tell someone. <laughs> Oh yeah. And it's like, like, oh damn it, Hermione. It's like telling me about books again. No, it's 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 a pay, it's the payoff for that scene in the first chapter that we were or the second chapter that we were confused about where he's like, "Oh, if I tell her about my scar, she's just going to recommend she's just going to look in some books to try to help me or whatever." And that's exactly exactly what happens. It's like he tells her and she's it says like she starts rattling off reference books and people to talk to and it's like, "Yeah, she's your friend." Like, what do you want her to do? Yeah, the things that she says to do are like, here are some reference books, or maybe consider telling Madame Pomfrey the nurse or Dumbledore. Okay. <laughs> the most powerful wizard we know, whose ear you do have, because you're Harry fucking Potter. Like, <laughs> like... I know Harry, I, this is such a, like, it's going to be such a tension, because like, I know that this is like a big complaint about these books, that Harry's like... A, a moody teen and it's hard to like strike that balance between like is harry making a dumb decision or is is this just like a frustrating thing right. that's gonna keep happening this 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 crops up in the in the next chapter as well but we're starting to get the um the, the friend group is starting to like divide along gender lines in a mm -hmm. weird way that it hasn't before because this is where we get like like Hermione's like, like, I'm a smart girl and I'm not like other girls. I read the book, Harry. Here's some books you can read that'll help your <laughs> stupid scar. And then Ron's like, Harry, why don't we go play some Quidditch out in the in the field? We do some sports. And and like her reaction to that is to just go like, Ugh, boys, or whatever. And it's just like this weird thing that's never really been a problem before in the story. Like 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 this is god this is the book where we get hey hermione you're a girl isn't it like oh yeah it sure um, it sure is a girl like, get, who's against slavery yeah puff <laughs> what, a, what a fucking <laughs> um yeah this this is just weird and it's like it's it's like you said it's it's difficult to decide and i, I haven't made my mind up 100 percent for sure on this stuff but it's like what is like realistic teen angst and and like you know hormones and and and, and growing up and stuff and what is just like bad annoying writing and it's, it's <sighs> difficult to I, I think this is something that I'm just forming right now and it's the like them them kind of dividing by by gender lines and it's like in some respects like that does happen to kids um but I think oftentimes, like, it comes from, like, 
pressure from from peers and stuff that they're learning at home and and stuff in the things they're reading and watching and all of that like forming like their their like changing ideas about about their friends and yeah who they are as people and it feels so just out of left field here because we get none of that Right, yeah. like it just seems like it is. There's no catalyst or no. I guess like the villa, maybe, but then that becomes really shitty too because like then there are just these magical creatures that like exist just to give Harry like a sexual awakening or to, whatever. To want to polish his broom, if, if you know what I mean. Hey, ooh, yeah, that yeah. There's it just feels weird. Like, yeah. Maybe maybe this is asking too much, but like I feel like in a story where these characters have like literally like risked their lives for each other a whole bunch. I feel like, like maybe it would matter a little less that they're boys and girls, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of, it just kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere and is much more like uh, coming from uh, pressure from the author's point where it's like, Oh, they're 14. Like this is how 14 year olds are. Yeah. Um, which is true. Like, like I can see that being part of it. And this is the this is the book where we get like a dance and dating stuff coming up and stuff, but whatever. But it's just like here, it's so. It just feels like Harry's being a mean, a mean idiot, really. Yeah, kind of. Um, also, he just doesn't. Other than we get stuff like he is worried about his scar. We just don't get a whole lot from him. Um, I let's see. Just going back through i do want to talk about the last scene of this chapter because i really 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 liked it um Mm -hmm. i i love raw like it's so emotional when he looks around at all of his things and is upset that it's all trash that's secondhand Um, it's like like, yeah that frustration that he has and um even though it made me sad because part of that was was pigwidgeon his owl but just like that that like moment where like that was the mindset that he was in right and he looks around at everything and it's just all bad i really liked that i i like yeah. the characterization of him especially because like he's embarrassed in front of his friend uh-huh. um and and we do finally too get a thing from harry about like how he'd like he'd he'd instantly split all his gold with the weasleys if they'd accept it thing mm-hmm. um, yeah which and, and, i'm gl- so glad we got that now uh, like, right and it is believable after we have him also buy ron the omnioculars and yes. the previous couple chapters or whatever so mm-hmm. um i think that was the strongest part of this yeah. chapter and it is funny too but 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 it's 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 the i can understand i feel for ron a lot in that scene because not only did he get some kind of embarrassing secondhand robes and he's got, you know, his owls freaking out and his, you know, there's, there's a, uh, even earlier when him, Hermione and Harry are talking like a scene before, there's a thing I noticed where it calls attention to him fiddling with the hole in his Chudley Cannon's blanket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like this is on his mind constantly. Uh, yeah. And it's sort of like bursting out here is really well handled. I think. Yeah. Um, also I- like his, like like his mom used Harry's money to get Harry nice robes too. Like that's just like ah, that's such a got to be such a gut punch there. Like like yeah. This I, is this is and I think this is like a great example of something that that works for me really well as a change as they get older. Um mm-hmm. more so than the like the boys and girls sports mm-hmm. thing that doesn't mm-hmm. work, but like 
the you know ron is growing up and now he's 14 and instead of having that like really like if you think back to the earlier books where he would have just very sincere harry get something cool and he says like oh cool instead he's like growing up and starting to look around and and that's starting to bother him um and that works well and i think is a resonant moment for his character (laughs) growing up i i made a note earlier that i actually ended up crossing we're not you know it's not invalid but but i think it ends up working for the scene because like when they when he suggests they go play quidditch harry says sure i'll go grab my firebolt um and when i read that i was like i was like for fuck's sake we know he has a firebolt i get it (laughs) but now i'm thinking that was intentional and like that is something harry would say and is probably contributing to like what ron's feeling here yeah, it's like he can't even like offer to play sports with his friend without his friend going like, "Oh yeah, I'll just go grab my fucking Ferrari," you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it is so like um, realistic to me that someone Harry's age who kind of has it all in that way um, wouldn't have perspective on that. Like like in in the way that you know, I'm sure that he would split his Gringotts gold, but at the same time, the thing that he doesn't know how to do is not say, I'll go grab my firebolt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll go grab my firebolts and 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 yeah. It's 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 a good scene. I, I think I like it a lot. But he should be nice to Pigwidgeon because Pigwidgeon is blessed. Pigwidgeon is good. I love Tiny Pigwidgeon. It's so cute. Yeah. Shall we go on to the next chapter? Yeah, let's move on to to our next one. We're almost to Hogwarts. Almost to Hogwarts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is chapter eleven of the <laughs> Hogwarts Express. We're almost there, Ooh. folks. Um. This uh, whole chapter, no, it's not. It's not all on the train. We start off and it's time to go back to school. It's the morning of the, the trip to school. But first, Arthur receives an urgent message and it's Amos Diggory. And he, this is the first time we see the fire call. His face is in the fire. Um, and and he's uh, calling for Arthur because... And I think this is the first time we get introduced to Mad-Eye Moody, although I'm not 100% sure. Um, mm-hmm. Mad-Eye has, um, is a paranoid ex-dark wizard hunter that is in trouble and because he exploded some dustbins in his, in his yard after hearing a, a sound. We get kind of the idea that, you know, he hunted dark wizards his whole life, and so he's super paranoid, and he heard um, a sound in his yard and... and basically went out and you know shot at whatever Uh um and now he's in trouble for uh for doing magic in front of muggles and and maybe like could have hurt someone um but arthur weasley has to has to get him off because he is starting a mysterious new job soon (laughs) (laughs) doesn't sound all that mysterious no that (laughs) That's the line exactly as I have written it. So so that's what we hear. That's our background about Mad-Eye Moody that we get. And it's time to go to the train. They take some muggle taxis um, and they get to the train uh, and we get a scene of Bill, Charlie, and Mrs. Weasley giving like the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, something cool is happening at Hogwarts, but we can't tell you what it is. Wonder if they're going to change the rules about it. Um, 
and uh, Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Fred and George are kind of grumbling about, like, why won't they tell us? And Charlie says he's going to be at the school and see, see them sooner than they think. Uh, after that, they overhear, I think they're on the train, and they overhear Draco outside of their train car talking about uh, Durmstrang and how he almost went to Durmstrang because they teach the dark arts there. Hermione then explains to Harry and Ron that, that the different wizarding schools are are hidden because of school rivalries, but it must be cold where Durmstrang is and they have a nasty reputation. We then see Seamus Finnegan, Dean Thomas, and Neville. They kind of visit in their train car. Hermione gets sick of the Quidditch talk. Me too, Hermione. Neville didn't get to go to the World Cup, so Ron shows him the the like crumb figure that he got there. Then Draco shows up to make fun of Ron's dress robes um, and asks them if they're going to to enter a mysterious contest. And they say, like, what are you on about, Malfoy? And Malfoy won't tell them and kind of makes fun of them. Like, why didn't your parents tell you you're pathetic on and on? He's just being rude. Uh, and he gloats about knowing more than them, essentially. Uh, and then they arrive at Hogwarts and they get in the horseless carriages and go up to the castle. And that's the end of the chapter. But we'll be in Hogwarts next week. <laughs> um. Okay. So first of all, I want to get this out of the way because I've been sitting on it for a fucking like week Ooh. ever since I read these chapters. I can't wait. Uh, shouldn't Molly be the one to go and get Mad-Eye Moody off? Because she's the one who can conjure sauce out of the wand. Boom. Ah! Got it. Done. <laughs> All right, that's it for us, folks. Woo! That's called a callback. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Okay, so one, I love, I love the the description of Amos's head in the fireplace. This is so fucking funny. This is one of my favorite, like, weird Wizarding World things. uh, Oh yeah. Of of just his his. And I think they they make it less funny in the movie, if I remember. I think in the movie it's like they're like a like at a projection almost. But this description just makes it sound like he's pushing his head up through the floor or something, and is like there. I because be- they give him I believe toast. That, I believe that different movies use different visuals for the fire call. Oh, okay. Because uh, okay. I, I think that like maybe the original ones they had it like where they make the face out of like cgi like coals oh and stuff, i hate like, that like pushing up through the the fire in yeah. kind of a way you're describing and then later i feel like they got lazy and just did the projection thing or yeah. decided it looked too weird before i'm not sure i just it remember should, two it different should look ones weird it just just be just a fucking guy's head in the fire it's really funny and like they give him toast and he takes it with him it's very funny yeah um and like everyone just acting like it's the most normal thing in the world because it is to them i guess but okay so this this was kind of a whirlwind because uh i have a very negative conception of horrors now <laughs> of just being like boring cops yeah but i forgot that they were actually supposed to be like nazi hunter guys and that's way right. cooler right yeah um i think i think i feel like the problem with that is that we get almost no concept of dark wizards outside of the big bag bad voldemort and right. his followers like you have to assume that there are dark wizards that are just like out there living their lives doing like dark rituals and stuff but we never get any of that or like 
know about that happening. And we don't know what the dark arts are. That's the other thing. It's and that's Gunspell. Other... Yeah. It's yeah. Zo- it's like... Gunspell. It's like the zombie spell, I guess. It's torture spell. So it's just not. It's it's a really muddled thing because here's. <sighs> I'm just going to like reveal my like historical and fantasy dorkiness here. Please my do. F- my favorite stories about like quote unquote like dark wizards and and witches and and you know whatever you want to want to call it um is all rooted in like the christian oppression of pagan religions right mm-hmm. um and that the you know the quote unquote dark arts in most stories are based on like earth magic and like you know tribal rituals and and uh pantheists like uh 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 old old european tribes and and like iron age bronze age stuff right um that was stomped out when when like christianity was like the big deal in in britain um and i like stories that like examine that and like talk about how you know oh like it's called the dark arts or whatever, but actually it's, you know, it's just a different thing, a different kind of magic or whatever. But I don't think Harry Potter goes there. I think dark arts just literally means you're a bad guy who does mean spells. Um, <laughs> and so like, I'm, I'm constantly torn between like when they talk about the dark arts, I'm, like when, when Malfoy's talking about like, Oh, you know, they actually teach you the dark arts there. I'm always thinking I like part of me is like thinking about the story and like those terms and go like, hell yeah, that sounds fucking cool. I want to know what those are. But I know that since it's Harry Potter, it's probably like how to murder real good and and do blood sacrifices or whatever that kill baby. Yeah. Like, you know, like 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 whatever. Like we're not gonna get the like this nuanced thing um of like you know, actually, like, this has been our tradition for centuries or whatever, and it's just that the other magic stuff got stomped out. Like, that's not going to happen, the, the dark arts can't be nuanced or cool if Snape invented sword spell. It's impossible. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Or or uh, uh, the fact that, like, uh, Voldemort's politics seem to just also, like, like that means dark arts as well. Like for whatever right. reason, dark arts stuff is like tied up in also we're pure bloods. And like that that I don't remember why there's ever a connection between those two things, but but yeah, I, I was just like very conflicted reading this, going like, what am I supposed to think the dark arts are at this point? And what is an aura? What is a dark wizard? Um because like if it's just like he's a Nazi hunter who goes around fighting evil nazi wizards that's badass right. Uh, if Super his, cool, if his, right? Yeah. If his job is to go into the woods and find like covens who are who are using like ancient rituals that they don't like and 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 arrest them that fucking sucks but and i don't know like what i don't know which side this falls on yet because we never really get a good sense of like what the dark arts are other than no uh, and i think we can we can kind of assume that that mad eye moody could have spent his entire career hunting down death eaters yeah exclusively yeah um uh and I guess, like, when I think about Aurors, I don't think Dark Wizard Hunter like I'm getting here. I think Tina from Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> yeah, because she's just a problem. boring cop. Yeah. Um, like, so, yeah. she arrests Newt for not having the right paperwork to bring the a- animals over. 
she explicit? Is she explicitly an horror? No, because well, she was, but then she arrests him for the paperwork and then goes upstairs and, and they're like, fu- hey, you, you were fired. You're not even a cop anymore. You're just a vigilante. Maybe it's because she thinks that Aurors are cops, but they're actually dark wizard hunters. And they're like, you're you're supposed to be a, a dark wizard hunter. Please stop arresting people for, for stupid paperwork stupid bullshit. Like, yeah. Take this Tommy gun and go shoot some, some like, wizard like fascists or something that sounds way cooler and she's like no this guy this guy, I, this guy brought animals illegally <laughs> yeah it's time to go to the death chamber what a what a movie Fucking um, stupid movie <laughs> uh so yeah um back to like government stuff um uh, like i do like this like mad eye is like this paranoid old uh, dark wizard hunter i don't know why it's arthur's job to go and get him off i'm just i'm just thinking with that with that yeah, that is the phrase it says in the book um yeah why does yeah uh yeah why why does arthur have to get him off um why 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 am i supposed to think that's a good thing uh for for them to do and not let rita report on uh you know the ministry covering stuff like like it's just giving me a bad picture of the ministry really maybe instead of getting him off they can get him some uh medical care for his ptsd yeah no no he's he's gonna yeah i'm not finishing that one (laughs) that's arthur's job what is arthur's job though i don't know is his ministry job like exclusively to like get people out of trouble it seems like what he does at the ministry is uh get get dubious get dubiously uh uh acquired tickets to the world cup uh to rewrite the laws so he can have a car Hmm. and and to get Ma- uh, Mad Eye Moody off, so doesn't really seem like that uh, uh, selfless of a government employee that I should feel bad about Rita Skeeter, you know, putting the screws to. Yeah, it sure just seems like his job is whatever the plot needs it to be at any given moment. Yeah, like he just works at the ministry, um, which I think if they if they had just said that it would be fine but like we've got in the previous books we got such a detailed rundown of like him being like oh we works in like the muggle relations department or muggle artifacts department or whatever um yeah uh he he's i guess there's 10 people at the ministry and none of them go to work so he has to do it all maybe. i'm just i'm just still really bothered that there was like an international incident at the quidditch world cup and for some reason it was all dealt with in the woods by Arthur Weasley, who works in like what I assume is like a Fox Mulder basement room uh-huh. at the, at, in the Ministry of Magic, um, and he gives a statement. Um, but I'm supposed to think that Rita Skeeter is the bad guy here. Yeah, that and there's there's that good line, the wretched Skeeter woman, which is that one of my favorite sentences. Skeeter woman, I love uh, that. She she could never conjure sauce out of a wand the way I can. Hell no. Uh, um yeah it's it's uh it's a lot this this scene is i i do like this scene in a vacuum and it does also lead to my favorite line in the book so far 
which is Fred and George talking about how, you know, Mad-Eye Moody is, is a little crazy or whatever. And it's, was it Bill or Charlie is like, hey, like, your dad has a lot of respect for that guy. And and Fred goes, yeah, well, dad collects plugs, doesn't he? <laughs> which is just a really Roasted. fucking good line. Yeah, got him. Dab on the dab on the haters. Dab I'm, on the I'm haters. still I'm still obsessed with Fred and George being the Paul brothers. They are. They are the Paul brothers now. And and I want the movies refilmed with them in that role. Yeah. I don't care me how too. old they are. Yeah. No, just me put neither. them just edit them in there. Just put put uh red wigs on and it's just, <laughs> just have them do it. Hell yeah. Do you think Arthur uses the plugs he collects to get Arthur to get people off or Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a nightmare. This is JK's fault. Let's go to the train. Yep, we're on the train. Um, I I guess, honestly, not like a whole lot happens. This is kind of an exposition, exposition train ride. Yeah. It's funny how much this book dangles the Triwizard Tournament over your head. Like, I do think over and I, I over was, and over again. I was actually really enjoying uh, Bill and Charlie teasing them about it. I thought that was really funny. Um, I, I, I think this book really like um, nails relatable kid moments like that. This is yeah. such, and it's like it's like well-meaning adults that want you to have like a fun, nice kid time with the fun, exciting thing that's happening at school. And it's like, your parents won't tell you because they want you to have a fun time. But then all the other kids know because all their parents told them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. The vibe I got was more like when, when like parents are like, so stoked like they got i don't know like they're taking you to disneyland or they're pulling you out of school to go see a movie for the day or whatever but they won't tell you what it is and they keep not (laughs) telling you and it stops being like a fun surprise and becomes fucking annoying and you're just like hey tell me what the fuck's going on (laughs) yeah i i just i like that draco like dangles it over their head and is like i know something you don't know it's like such a little shit Oh, I had such. Did, did you have any strong Jim Dale uh, flashbacks in this reading? Because I sure did. I'm having so many for this book. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, the strongest one for me was right here. It was it was the the Draco saying "My God," um, <laughs> uh, which is also just like a weird. Is that the first time anyone said like "Oh my God" or anything in this book, this series? I think Maybe. It, I feel like. Oh my god, Siri, Siri, shut the fuck up. No! <laughs> fuck off, Siri. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, might be the first god. Although I'm not sure. Um, he also comes strong out of the gate when we hear him, when we hear him through the train car door. Like, we're overhearing his conversation. He just drops mudblood lover out of nowhere. <sighs> I did not like that. I did not like that one. We got we got one book of Draco being like a like a like a fun school bully, Mm -hmm. and now we're back to just like outright racist. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't mind as much now that he's older. Yeah, and and now stuff like his dad clearly being yeah, and his dad is also not clearly involved with like Death Eater shit, so that makes sense. Um, What the thing I liked less about it was. 
uh it cuts a little too close to a real slur oh yeah well, yeah 100 percent. yeah just going yes. blank lover I know. and i'm just yeah, like I agree. jk stay yeah, away that, from that i think yeah yeah that's a that's a pretty rough one i got i had some some flashbacks to that video we watched the m as in mary oh, word uh it was very bad God. sorry i have to i have to enunciate yeah. that one um yeah was so it was kind of kind of hit a little close to that for my taste um yeah but overall i liked the draco stuff yeah i i like i like his obsession with like dermstrang and the dark arts and stuff can i just say the shit with the school rivalries meaning they can't say where they are is the stupidest fucking thing (laughs) it really is you can fucking tell from all the accents like what are you talking like like what country is it in like oh nobody knows well everyone knows hogwarts is in fucking you know scotland or whatever because everyone there has a british or scottish accent like yeah i'm feeling like uh bobatons must not be that mysterious (laughs) yeah no kidding it'll be like two places it could be right like like it's either in france or it's in quebec like 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 let's chill out here ah what if it was really in quebec like that was that would be really funny yeah that's like cote (laughs) d'ivoire Such, that's the twist that's gonna be the twist in like the fourth fantastic beasts movie is that bobaton is actually not in france ah uh, what a good twist yeah i don't know why the schools would be secret I, that i like school rivalry yes why would that necessitate them being yale secret? and harvard like don't don't know where the other school is nope <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery god yeah um because i i knew that hogwarts was hidden but i assumed it was hidden from muggles right yeah, like the, physically that whole, hidden, that whole explanation you know? although i have to say there was that explanation about how they're unplottable not on a map so maybe wormtail making a uh, life-size <laughs> map of britain uh to find harry potter will not work oh damn that was such a good idea too foiled again yeah yeah so yeah that's that 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 definitely felt weird and then we get some more boys fucking boys Those stuff boys. um okay is there anything else really for this this chapter this is just a lot of exposition like pre-triwizard reveal yeah it's like we had to get the information about the schools before they were introduced um yeah so yeah i don't i don't have a lot here um i am excited to be at hogwarts next chapter we are a third maybe not a third but it feels like a third of the way through the book yeah um and we're not there yet how are you feeling um stylistically about this one uh we're we've we've given it some time uh are you used to the new the new way this book is i've liked the last four chapters style wise quite a bit Mm -hmm. um i think that the extended scene in the weasley house was really cool Mm -hmm. um i think it maybe works a little less dedicating an entire chapter than being on the train here which we've gotten before but like plot has happened you know on the train like like you know the everything that happened on the train in azkaban was one chapter but they had to talk about sirius black they met professor lupin they had a Dementor attack. Like, there was a lot going on there. This was just, they're on the train talking. And that was a little slow, I think, comparatively. 
Yeah. I agree. Um, one last thing that I forgot to mention, the muggle taxis. I, again... Oh, am, yeah. And, like, receiving, like, kind of odd, like... I think that wizard life is a lot more intertwined with muggle stuff than I previously thought. But not intertwined enough that they know what stuff's called. <laughs> right. You don't. Yeah. It's like, like Amos calls policemen, please men. Right. Uh, and stuff, which is cute. I like that. But then. Yeah, it's it's always been confusing how how like in intersectional they are i guess you know and like it, it, as it seems like as much as the story needs mm-hmm. at any given point yeah i i agree with that um so it kind of it still remains unclear to me i would say yeah because i don't think it makes sense no this one in particular just like this seemed close enough to like someone might get in trouble for this because it seems like way too obvious what's going on. Like right. they're all getting in in attack, like magic fireworks are going off. They all have owls. They're all like wearing robes or whatever. Like surely, surely that's a dead fucking giveaway. I'm not sure. I don't know. To be fair, they're not wearing robes because we explicitly get the line that they're going to change on the train. But oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I think that's it for what I think um, of this one. Yeah, Unless me too. Do you have any closing thoughts? Um, I guess we should we should take a break, um, and when we come back, I'll have some spooky stories for Dark Arts Ooh. Month. Ooh. 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 Hello. Hello, welcome back. Uh, you know it's Dark Arts Month still, right? Hell yeah, it is. Um, Halloween is is swiftly approaching. Um, probably, I guess it's next week at the time that this goes out. So I thought, um, what could be better than reading some spooky stories? I love, I love getting spooked and scared. Yeah, well, we'll get ready because I, I've uh, I've got some some scary stuff lined up for you. Um, I my original idea was that I was going to introduce you to a fan fiction co- uh, concept, which is drapples, which are hundred word stories, um, usually with with prompts, um, mm-hmm. and uh, like they're usually like pretty interesting. I guess it's like kind of a you know, uh, restriction breeds creativity sort of thing. Um, so I, so I looked up, uh, Halloween, Harry Potter drabbles, um, and I have a couple from, from fanfiction.net, um, to read to you. And I just, I just want to see, uh, what you think of this, this kind of short form format. Got it. Are you ready for our first one? I'm ready for my mind to be expanded. This one is called Haunted House. All right. Um, I also would like to say that the author um, on fanfiction.net, this one was published um, uh, a little while ago, um, but it's a beautiful Gaia Online portrait profile picture. I love those. 
I love those. Just like the angel wings. It looks like there's a little unicorn in there. Um, so this one is 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 haunted house, and it said it starts off by saying House Hufflepuff. I don't know what that means. Um, and the prompt is haunted house brackets setting. <laughs> and this isn't just a hundred words. This is 174. So it went a little bit hmm. um, a little bit long. Um, so it's like a I'll- drabble bowl. Yeah, it has an extra bull uh, for yeah. sure. Um, so get so get ready to be scared. The right. night was dark and the winds were harsh. Trees took form as beastly monsters and lightning flashed upon the sky. This was everyone's favorite time as year, for it was time that the haunted house at the Shrieking Shack was open. Hell yeah! The house had been an attraction for many decades and very well known for all its spooks and frights. <laughs> all right. Hell yeah. This was the night, though, that James and Sirius were going to prove Lucius wrong. The two had made a bet with him beforehand, mentioning how they would last longer than he would within the haunted house. <laughs> Alas, here they were entering the dark and creepy house. The door slammed behind them and the floor creaked with every step they took. Creak, creak, creak. Uh, spelled with two E's. <laughs> Not once did the floorboards fail to echo amongst the narrow halls of the haunted house. Despite the obstacles, James and Sirius were determined to meet the end of the haunted house. And alas, they made through even if there had been a few jump scares. <laughs> Wait, that, alas? Alas. They did make it through. Alas, they made it through. <laughs> is, this from, is this from Lucius's perspective? He's like, fuck. They did it. They made that, it through. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, that's what's going on here. I, I selected this one, obviously, for the sh- the haunted Shrieking Shack um, I love it. premise. I'm loving this idea that the Shrieking Shack is set up as a haunted house on Halloween. <laughs> yeah i hopefully there's no full moons on halloween no otherwise that might be a problem that um, would be a problem maybe that's what happened to snape for real <laughs> this was actually just halloween and they forgot for us <laughs> tell them that the shrieking shack haunted house was closed yeah that was very good i'm very scared um i'm i'm, I'm a little i'm a little spooked out um that was a good a good first one i think yeah, yeah. Um, the next one I think is like pretty abstract. Um, oh, this is my this is my final psychological one. horror. Yeah, this is my final one from fanfiction.net before I moved on to to greater things, which will remain a mystery for now. Um, I'm getting this ad again for this strategy game on this page. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry to take this little aside, but this is also spooky, and it's um one of those like fake. Like, or I guess it's probably real, like mobile game ripoff games. And it says, start in the Stone Age and journey to the future, build your empire now. Um, and, and it's like a, a CG girl that is like Stone Age, but then goes into a future dress. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and has an American flag behind her in both of them. Yeah, I, these these fanfiction.net ads are really great. Um so this one, this is an old one. This was published in 2012. There, the profile picture is a an anime boy that I don't know. Um, and this one is called Wacka Draco. 
Okay. Any, any idea right. what that could be about? We're thinking like whack-a-mole? Is it spelled like that? Like yeah. <laughs> whacking, a, whacking a Draco? Yep. I, I think, like I said, this is very abstract. So I think that's what this is. Okay. Um, so so here we go. I'll see if you can make sense of this one. Um this is a this is a dreary story, so get ready. Ooh. Harry let out a low growl. Yes, Harry let out a low growl as he looked at the group of cauldrons in front of him as he looked for Draco. He now understood why his boyfriend had made him dress up for as an axe-wielding maniac with a blow-up <laughs> toy axe for. <laughs> Did you get that? Uh huh. Okay, I, I think I understand. Yep. I'm only playing along with this for the prize, Harry muttered to himself as he thought about what Draco had told him. Suddenly, a clicking sound came to Harry's ears, m- making him grin. The game had started, and now it was just a matter of how many times he could hit Draco with his blow up toy axe. <laughs> It's a good thing I've had plenty of practice at this when I was a child, Harry thought with a wicked grin as he remembered playing the whack-a-mole game as a child. Draco (laughs) won't know what hit him. The end. Happy Halloween. I hope you enjoyed the fic. Until next fic. What? That's I told the you end? it's it's abstract, right? That's the end. I don't understand. I have so many fucking questions. <laughs> um, I I think I like this one because I don't understand how what the cauldrons like. Is he un- are the cauldrons like upside down and he's in there? But then and like he's playing ha- like three card Monty like. <laughs> but Draco's in the cauldron um i also like this um perception that drake that harry growing up with the mean dursleys probably played a lot of (laughs) whack-a-mole just going to the going to the country fair and playing whack-a-mole yeah i'm sure they did a lot of that do you associate whack-a-mole with halloween no not at all I mean, maybe maybe some maybe it is somewhere. I for me, for Halloween, it's like if you're if you're talking about like any kind of like carnival game or whatever, it's like bobbing for apples, I guess. Uh, but no, not definitely not whack a mole. I have so many logistics here. He's looking at cauldrons. Is it like empty cauldrons that Draco is gonna like apparate into? Maybe, but that seems stupid. Um. Because, like, what mechanism would get him from one to the other unless he's just, like... Maybe he's, like, apparating between Apparating, them? like, a little bit to the left. It seems like time. you could really see inside of a cauldron, though. Yeah. What's the prize? Uh, we don't know. That, I mean, it's abstract, and it's, like, a little mysterious, but I think, mm. I think we could probably guess. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you might get to whack Draco once he's, once yeah. he's finished. Once he, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God. So, so what did you? So, how did you feel about the uh, offerings that fanfiction.net had for us? Didn't really. See, well, the first one was pretty spooky. Um, but the second one, I was yeah, didn't really scare me so much as confuse me. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I was feeling. I, you know, I browsed through fanfiction.net, which is interesting. I feel like fanfiction for the most part has migrated to Tumblr and Ao3 mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. So I just wasn't really finding, you know, what I was looking for here on on fanfiction.net. And then I realized something. Mm. I remembered Wattpad. Ah. The most cursed website <laughs> online. I I have to tell I have to tell it's not really like much of a story. Um, 
when I got my first smartphone, which probably would have been in 2008 mm-hmm. or 2009, is when I discovered Wattpad because I think maybe it would have been later than that. Um, it was one of the first apps I downloaded because I was like, I don't oh know. I don't. I was like, I don't know what apps are. Um, uh-huh. So I like went to the app store and I like like went into the search bar and said like reader or reading or something and it was up just at the top um so that was my first introduction to wattpad um it's very popular among like crossover and like self-insert fan fiction written by what i assume are 10 year olds (laughs) um there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of creepy pasta characters like Slenderman. Um, there's a lot of a lot of fiction based around around YouTubers like Jake and Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I I totally forgot to do a Fred and George Jake and Logan Paul search. I'll be doing that later. Um, but for now, I'm looking at the scariest Harry Potter fanfics on Wattpad, and these unfortunately aren't Drabbles. Um, but they're pretty easy reading, and I figure I'll I'll start some off, and I'll see see which ones you know, see how scary you, All you right. think they are, and then All I can right. I can send those over to you for continued reading. Um, okay. This first one is called "Meeting the Devil." Ooh, that sounds and pretty it, scary. And it's by Drary Fanfic Eight Eight One. Okie dokie. So get ready. Uh, they this they is from, may know what they're about. Uh, uh, Harry's POV. Just just to help out. It was extremely crowded in the room. Ear-piercing music, barely heard because of all the yelling. Everyone was wearing masks, though it could quite though it was quite easy to recognize some people. There was Hermione with her bushy brown locks dancing with Ron. There was Ginny with her red hair dancing with Luna. And then there was me awkwardly standing alone with an untouched glass of butter beer in my hand. I'd come dressed as a deer. I'd messed up my hair out brown contacts in and out in a mask with antlers. (laughs) Hey, Hey there, hot stuff. A soft, deep voice came from behind me. I jumped slightly and looked up at the taller figure. They had platinum blonde hair with horns and a red mask. They'd also worn red contacts. The man had a smirk on his face and was holding a glass of half-drunken fire whiskey. What's a man like you doing stood all alone? I'd have thought someone would have caught you by now, they said. I didn't have chance to answer as they put down their drink. And I suddenly have a pop-up that says share to Facebook so I can't read further. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wattpad. <laughs> they didn't, they said, I didn't have a chance to answer as they put down their drink on the nearest table and started dancing slowly behind me. I leant back into him and allowed us to slowly grind as I let the atmosphere consume me. <laughs> this is where I have to stop reading because it very quickly uh, becomes uh, too highly rated for this this podcast. I mean, we were just talking about about arthur getting moody off so maybe okay not. okay i'll just i'll just read the first line of the next paragraph okay, which is might... the, wait no listen the mystery man was gentle never fully putting his crotch on me <laughs> <laughs> oh i regret i regret asking i regret... 
Oh. I love this. I love oh, that Harry good. is. I love that Harry went to a masquerade party dressed as a deer. Um, is he? Uh, oh, do you think he's doing the like the like YouTuber deer makeup thing that everyone oh, did a few 100%. years ago? Although I guess he's like supposed to be like wearing a mask. Oh yeah. I love that Draco, who's dressed as the devil, is like telling him, "I can't believe someone hasn't caught you." It, like like a deer would get caught in headlights i guess or like hunted like shot <laughs> killed shot, yeah tagged and bagged yeah um that's 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 wonderful thank you draco yeah thank that's you draco not really... for not putting your crotch <laughs> on him too too hard there was grinding but there was no no crotch contact at least in the first chapter Oh no! There's more chapters. Okay, it's a lo- it's a long one. These aren't drabbles. Okay, um, that was very scary. I'm very scared by by a Draco Devil. Uh-huh. <laughs> I you, you know I guess that wasn't like scary enough. So immediately I went to Harry Potter creepy pasta crossovers. Hell yes, obviously. Um, and my next entry um is a creepy pasta character that I had never heard of. This story is called eyeless jack and the daughter he never knew no excuse me <laughs> let me start over eyeless jack and the daughter he never know <laughs> per- parentheses female harry potter um, oh there which she is this, this introduces a new concept um probably not to the podcast i know we've talked about harry po- harriet potter in the past um but wattpad takes it a step further they make female harry potter's but it's just a different, like, it's a self-insert character, right? It's like, it's female Harry Potter, except her name is Flame Ember, and she's <laughs> super sexy. Um, so this one, and Eyeless Jack is a creepypasta character. He's spooky, and he doesn't have eyes. I don't think there's anything more to him. Um, okay. So this is the first chapter. I'm not going to read too far, but I really like this introduction. I think it's a lot of intrigue. This chapter is called Lily and James Split Up But Stayed Together. <laughs> okay Uh, the night james discovered this baby girl jackie that's female harry potter wasn't his he was so mad at lily he never cheated on her and she goes and does this to him wasn't he good (laughs) enough for her james i'm sorry please understand it was a one-night stand it never meant to happen lily sobbed to her husband who ignored her I'm mad at you, Lily. I never touched another woman, and you do this to me. However, I will not throw you out or the child out, but you are to sleep on the sofa every night, so I can't l- night. I can't look at you the same way, James replied. Lily went to the bathroom and cried and heard her baby girl cry. She left the bathroom and went to her baby and tried to calm her down. Then later that night, James, please talk to me, Lily replied, looking at him. No, there is nothing to speak about. I want a divorce, James replied. Lily gasped. James, please, no, don't do this to our daughter, Lily replied, looking at him, but was interrupted. Correction, your daughter. She's not mine. Who is her father? Who is it you have slept with? James snarled (laughs) towards her. (laughs) Fine. You want to know? He is an old friend of mine. He is a killer. His name is Eyeless Jack, Lily replied, looking at him with Jackie playing in her chair. I'm going to stop reading. It goes on. Um, 
Oh damn! I'm, I want it. I want so spooky. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll link it to you so you want to you can read more. But um, I really am enjoying this premise. Um, Harry having a different um father is like a pretty common fan fiction premise. Right. This is the first time I've seen it be Eyeless Jack. <laughs> oh God! Did he have? Did he have the eyes, or did he lose the eyes before? Is Jack? is Lily is Lily Potter a monster fucker? Oh yeah, hell yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Eyeless Jack. I'm not really no, hip to either. the the creepy. You sent me a characters. picture of him, and he just seemed to be like an MS Paint like stick figure with black eyes. I think that's kind uh, of all of them. Holes. That's most of these. Yeah. Um. This is an entire. I think that as the story goes on, it's like the whole creepy pasta cast of of characters, um, and mythos. Um. And I think that. It is Jackie Potter, who is Eyeless Jack's daughter, goes to Hogwarts, but is friends Hell with Slender yeah. Man. So, oh, that's great. That's pretty spooky. I feel like Draco Malfoy wouldn't wouldn't fuck with her, huh? Uh, definitely not. I have one more for you. <gasps> oh no, I jumped right to chapter three somehow. This website, Wattpad, is, is a nightmare website. I was just like reading, and it just popped up a tab, and it was just like share on Facebook. No thanks. Just, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm I'm gonna uh, just read the first chapter of this. It's not very long. Um, it's it's more. It just sets up the premise. Um, and unfortunately, this this story is not completed. But it's called Harry in Slender Forest. Um, <laughs> this is an AU where it's Harry Potter the character. However, he's in the mythical forest where all the Slender men live. Are there? I did not know there's more than one Slender Man. I thought he was just the guy. There's like you know? a yeah, he has some alter egos, I think. Ooh. Is my understanding. I'm not really sure. Um I feel like it's good to be like open-minded about like, you know, what the teens and kids are into. I'm just gonna say this. I think that creepypasta is fucking stupid and it's not scary. And 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 they, they read another read another spooky internet thing. I'm 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 offering this 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 Halloween advice to teens. Read like <laughs> read something. Read the old weird website about the guy who goes spelunking and finds a, a demon or whatever. That was pretty creepy in, in 2005 or whatever. Um, Slender Man is a is a is a stick figure wearing a suit, and I don't know why that's scary. I bet some of the like mini series. Slender Man things were probably kind of scary. Oh, Marble Hornets was kind of cool. That was really old though. And like that's I feel like that's different from this creepy pasta stuff. Like it, it's weird. Creepypasta has taken on this weird thing where it's like become a weird genre where people just like take these internet characters and and turn them into a, a weird there's like wikis and stuff for it and 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 it's like I just remember when Slender Man was the thing that showed up in the corner of a Marble Hornets video for two seconds or whatever, and that was kind of spooky. I'm very um, sad that I couldn't find a Slender Man comes to Hogwarts story. It's always Harry Potter characters in the Slender Forest, not the other uh, way around. Oh, I forgot. There's the game that I know why. There's the game Slender that all the streamers play, and that's why. Yeah. Yeah, because there's the game where you're in the forest and you have to collect all the notes before ah, Slender Man finds you. The Slender Forest. Yeah, exactly. Well, I I guess I, I hope you aren't disappointed by this story. 
Because it's hairy and slender forest. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got to collect all the notes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'll just read chapter one. Uh, It's just called chapter one. Petunia and Vernon Dursley had had enough. They were going to get rid of the freak once and for all. No more would it take their money. No more would it be awful to their precious dudders, their sweet diddykins. They didn't give a damn what Dumbledore said anymore. They had a plan. The Dursleys would have Dudley go to a sleepover with his friends, friend, peers. Then they'd drive 20 miles to the forest and they'd come back without the freak. Harry was scared and cold, so cold. The forest was dark and gloomy, the trees towering above him. Their shadows looked like clawed demons looking towards him. The sun was beginning to set. He was going to be trapped there in the dark, all alone, or even more terrifying, with company. Ooh. That's chapter one. That's chapter one? Yep. I have to know what happens next. There's one chapter of him just being in the forest, cold and alone, pretty much the same thing. (laughs) Um, I will read the last part of chapter three, which is unfortunately the last part we get of this story. Um, He's still alone and scared and hungry in the forest. It all happened in the blink of an eye. One moment he was walking around. The next he was pinned to a tree. The figure in front of him had blonde hair, a white dress, and a pure white sword. It's time for your trial, she growled, swinging her sword towards him. That was the last thing Harry remembered before everything went black. Last updated. Last updated October 6th. That's not Slender Man. It's, Who's I that? Well, it's not Slender Man, but they're in the, oh, slender, in the forest. slender Forest. Gotcha. Oh, that's such a twist. Right? Oh, wow. That's very scary. So instead of Slender Man, he f- fights the, the, the Archangel Michael, I guess. I think I he might have just died. He yeah, just got hit with a like, sword. That might have just been. A, maybe that's just the end. Yeah. Well, R.I.P. to Harry. Yeah. Yes, that's pretty scary. Yeah, so so that's kind of the scariest story. I mean, that's not true. There are way scarier stories on Wattpad. Those are actually probably the <laughs> least scary stories I can find. <laughs> I just I I found that uh, Sonic reacting to nine eleven story, um, and you know, there's just a lot on Wattpad. It's yeah, a good website. It it's interesting. Um, I I'm glad to kind of dip our toes in Wattpad. I'm very interested in it. Um, and I guess I'll wrap up with a final fan fiction thought mm-hmm. and it's that i was reading these and going through them i always knew they existed and i feel like uh the my immortal fan fiction which i guess we haven't really touched on yet on this podcast um uh, for i guess for anyone not familiar it's like the notorious the worst fan fiction ever it's you know a like gothy uh teen self-insert harry potter fan fiction uh, that renames harry to like vampire potter and everyone likes to make fun of it i feel like a lot of mythology has been built up around it as being like this weird mysterious thing like who wrote it who could have done this Mm -hmm. folks there's a million of these yeah there's so many of these it's it's like literally a 10 year old of them (laughs) it's a 10 year old with no supervision i don't i there's no mystery here (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so how'd you like the creepypasta i loved it i'm i'm very creeped out i'm very spooked out um i'm feeling a little scared 
Um, I'm still mostly thinking about the logistics of the Wacka Draco one. Um, yeah, right. And I think that might haunt me for the rest of the day, at least. Yeah, it it paints quite a picture, but also not one at all. <laughs> it's a lot of words, but also not very many that describe nothing. And that, in a way, is is beautiful and I scary. Think that's, I think that's pretty impressive, honestly. It's haunting. It's haunting. Well, do you have any uh, last fanfics for us, or are we are we all are we all out of all of fan? No, nope, I was say all out of fan juice. Nope, but that's that all the seem... that's all the fan fictions. We read them <laughs> all, all, folks. Them. We read every fan. We've read every fanfic. <laughs> uh, we have ascended. <clears throat> well, our theme song is "Hot McGonagall" by Cheshire Moon. Although I'm not technically playing that this month because it's spooky, and we're playing the Harry Potter halloween song instead Woo. i'll still give them a shout out listen to them on Bandcamp. um you can follow us on patreon.com and and we have so many bonus episodes we've just wrapped up our our episodes on the fault in our stars which if you'd like to hear us roast john green and, and the fault <laughs> in our stars for a while uh toss us a couple bucks and and you will be able to hear all that Review us on iTunes. Tell your friends. Uh, we appreciate all of our fans spreading the show around. And we're going to do it in real time again because I forgot to ask earlier, what are we reading next week? This is just a, a fun new segment where we figure this out. Um, I'm going to go with two chapters, I think. Okay. I'm looking at us doing chapter 12, which is called the Triwizard Tournament. Um, and then also chapter 13, and that is called Mad Eye Moody. All right, that I seems think like that a good should pair. do us. They're kind of well, short, I just, so I I want some Hogwarts time. You know, finally. Yeah, two chapters of Hogwarts sounds good to me. Well, you know, we just finished the Fault in Our Stars, and I highly advise that you don't read that one. But there are plenty of other books out there. Please read another book. Please read another book. Thank you.